Hey, this is Dan from the Braille House with Transformation Radio. I can see the waters raging at my feet. I can feel the breath of those surrounding me. I can hear the sound of nations rising up. We will not be overtaken. We will not be overcome. I can walk down this dark and painful road. I can face every fear of the unknown. I can hear all God's children singing out. We will not be overtaken. We will not be overcome.
And now it's time for our reading in the New Testament. And our scripture today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 18, verses 1 through 17. Here's a brief overview. To persist in prayer and not give up does not mean endless repetition or painfully long prayer sessions. Constant prayer means keeping our requests continually before God as we live for Him day by day, believing He will answer. When we live by faith, we are not to give up. God may delay answering, but His delays always have good reasons. As we persist in prayer, we grow in character, faith, and hope. Widows and orphans were among the most vulnerable of all God's people, and both Old Testament prophets and New Testament apostles insisted that these needy people be properly cared for. If godless judges respond to constant pressure, as we'll read about here in Scripture today, how much more will a great and loving God respond to us? If we know He loves us, we can believe He will hear our cries for help. Now, the people who lived near Jerusalem often would go to the temple to pray. The temple was the center of their worship, and we'll read about that today. The Pharisee did not go to the temple to pray to God, but to announce to all with an earshot how good he was. The tax collector went recognizing his sin and begging for mercy. Self-righteousness is dangerous. It leads to pride, causes a person to despise others, and prevents him or her from learning anything from God. The tax collector's prayer should be our prayer, because we all need God's mercy every day. Hey, don't let pride in your achievements cut you off from God. Now, it was customary for a mother to bring her children to a rabbi for a blessing. And that is why these mothers gathered around Jesus. The disciples, however, thought the children were unworthy of the master's time, you know, less important than whatever else he was doing. But Jesus welcomed them because little children have the kind of faith and trust needed to enter God's kingdom. It's important that we introduce our children to Jesus. And now let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. April 17th, the New Testament, Luke chapter 18, verses 18 through 43. Once a religious leader asked Jesus this question, Good teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not commit adultery. You must not murder. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. The man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. When Jesus heard his answer, he said, There is still one thing you haven't done. Sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when the man heard this, he became very sad, for he was very rich. When Jesus saw this, he said, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God! In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this said, Then who in the world can be saved? He replied, what is impossible for people is possible with God. Peter said, We have left our homes to follow you. Yes, Jesus replied, And I assure you that everyone who has given up house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will be repaid many times over in this life and will have eternal life in the world to come. 
Taking the twelve disciples aside, Jesus said, Listen, we're going up to Jerusalem, where all the predictions of the prophets concerning the Son of Man will come true. He will be handed over to the Romans, and he will be mocked, treated shamefully, and spit upon. They will flog him with a whip and kill him. But on the third day he will rise again. But they didn't understand any of this. The significance of his words was hidden from them, and they failed to grasp what he was talking about. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus the Nazarene was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, the people in front yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, All right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus, praising God. And all who saw it praised God too.
Psalm 85, verses 1 through 13. As we read in the Psalms today, we'll see that the writer was asking God to revive his people, bringing them back to spiritual life. You know, God is capable of reviving both churches and individuals. He can pour out his love on us, renewing our love for him. If you need revival in your church, family, or personal spiritual life, well, ask God to give you a fresh touch of his love. These five verses that we'll read. Uh, chapter 85, verses 9 through 13, describe what God can do for those who welcome His herald, righteousness. And this psalm illustrates that the greater the presence of righteousness, that is, obedience to God, the clearer the examples of God's blessings. And this principle works equally in the life of a nation or an individual. The more we first seek God's righteousness and His kingdom, as Jesus pointed out, the more we will see everything else taken care of by God. Psalm 86, verses 1 through 17. A prayer of David. Bend down, O Lord, and hear my prayer. Answer me, for I need your help. Protect me, for I am devoted to you. Save me, for I serve you and trust you. You are my God. Be merciful to me, O Lord, for I am calling on you constantly. Give me happiness, O Lord, for I give myself to you. O Lord, you are so good so ready to forgive, so full of unfailing love for all who ask for your help. Listen closely to my prayer, O Lord. Hear my urgent cry. I will call to you whenever I am in trouble, and you will answer me. No pagan god is like you, O Lord. None can do what you do. All the nations you made will come and bow before you, Lord. They will praise your holy name, for you are great and perform wonderful deeds. You alone are God. Teach me your ways, O Lord. 
that I may live according to your truth. Grant me purity of heart, so that I may honor you. With all my heart I will praise you, O Lord my God. I will give glory to your name forever, for your love for me is very great. You have rescued me from the depths of death. O God, insolent people rise up against me. A violent gang is trying to kill me. You mean nothing to them, but you, O Lord, are a God of compassion and mercy, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. Look down and have mercy on me. Give your strength to your servant. Save me, the son of your servant. Send me a sign of your favor. Then those who hate me will be put to shame. For you, O Lord, help and comfort me. Proverbs chapter 13, verses 9 and 10. The life of the godly is full of light and joy, but the light of the wicked will be snuffed out. Pride leads to conflict. Those who take advice are wise. Because Jesus is alive, I am free. As I was thinking about this video and what I wanted to do and say, um, there are just so many things that I could tell you about. Um, because Jesus is alive, I am loved. I am a daughter of the King. I am redeemed from every mistake I've made in my past. Um, I'm able to move forward with hope. Um, I don't have to worry. But all those things I feel like are summed up in this word, I am free. Um, I'm free from the pressures that life tries to put on me. I'm free from my own doubts, doubting myself and from my own fears. Um, I'm free from the shame and guilt of my past. I'm free from so many things that so many of us want. Um, and I think that's why we're doing these videos at all. Uh, that's why I want to do it is so that you know, whoever you are watching this, that you can be free too. Um, that he offers the same thing, that the Jesus that we serve, the God that we serve, isn't somewhere far off in heaven um, and like waiting for us to hurry up and get make up our minds or be good enough to get there. He is here with us. Jesus being alive means that he died and then he raised from the dead and then he walks with us today, um, that his spirit is here in us and with us. And so um, I have learned that so much over the last couple years, especially that when I am at my most lonely, God is there. That when I am most afraid, God is there. When I'm in my deepest, darkest sin, God is there. And he chooses me and he's chosen to redeem me. And man, there are so many of us that he wants to redeem and to call. So um, I'd love to share more of my story anytime. But just know that if you want this too, um, come talk to us at the refuge because the Lord will set you free as well. Mm -hmm.